everyone, welcome back to East Coast Haunts. I'm MK. And I'm Sam. And we're going to be keeping it pretty local with this yeah. site that we're covering this week. I believe you actually were at this site uh, the past weekend, no? I believe I was. And you know what else I believe? What do you believe? We were there together a few years back. Yep, we have both been here together and separately. MK was here over the weekend, and the place that we are going to be talking about today is the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Very neat. Love this place. Yeah, this place is awesome. The tour, if you ever get a chance to go, if you're in Philadelphia, totally recommend. Oh, right? absolutely. It's so worth it. We both love it. It's a little spooky. It's a lot of history, but not the boring kind. Oh, no. It's fascinating. And there are lots of like colorful characters in this, oh, so... Yeah. You're going to enjoy it. Should Some we... names that you're going to recognize, Some too. very, 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 yeah. that you very should famous recognize. names. Yes. Let's do our little introductory laundry list. All right, let's get into it. So, big news. The Watcher series on Netflix comes out... Literally uh, tomorrow. Well, yeah. When this As comes we're recording this, it'll, be... it'll probably already be out. Yeah, so... So... Go watch it. Go watch it. Um, but first, go listen to our episode. Go listen so to our a- case on the real, or our, our episode on the real life case. Yes. It's definitely going to get you in the Halloween mood, I would say. So, check that out. Um, also, we want to shout out our first three Patreons. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Thank you guys so much for donating. Um, I don't, I haven't specified with them if it's okay to use their last names, so I'm just going to say your first names, but... Um, if you reach out to me and say it's okay to use your last name via the Patreon app, I will go back and I'll give you another shout out. So our first three Patreons are Bill, Go Off King, Zach, and Oliviana. Woo! Bill, Zach, and Oliviana, thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for like the business portion of of the episode. So I guess that means we should kind of get into the history, right? I think that's what it does mean, yeah. All right, so let's get into the history of the Eastern State Penitentiary. So this place, where do I begin? The amount of crazy stuff that happened here over the last however many years, I think it's it started in 1829, so it's almost that one. It's like 200 year anniversary. Yeah, almost. You a few years shy. You're going to be shocked. It's it's great. I'm, so I'm very ready for this because the reason I was there this past weekend was not for a historical tour. So the last time I took the history tour was when we were together, probably. Yeah, which was probably close to eight or nine years ago. Oh God, that's scary. No. Yeah. So so I'm I'm ready for my refresher. So the Eastern State Penitentiary was built in 1829. Like I said, it was the world's first true penitentiary. Now you might be asking, what is a penitentiary? What's the difference between a prison and a penitentiary? So a prison is obviously built to hold and punish those who have been convicted of crimes. We all know that. A penitentiary is a prison that is designed to inspire penance or true regret in the hearts of prisoners. Huh. So a prison is sort of built to punish, whereas a penitentiary is built to inspire regret in people and maybe even reform them and like get them to repent exactly okay exactly interesting so that's sort of what you should know about the penitentiary going forward is its original goal was to get people to repent and see the error of their ways and maybe even be able to go back into society one day hmm now how did they do that well they definitely uh lost track lost their way throughout the years but back in the day in 1829 when it opened uh its goal was to change inmates behavior through quote confinement and solitude with labor Hmm. so basically like working and working alone alone. exactly jesus so that was their that was what they thought was gonna change the world okay many leaders especially during this time in the 1800s, believed that crime was the result of your environment and that solitude would make the criminal regretful and penitent. Okay. And that's actually, the word penitentiary was coined with this penitentiary, I guess. Yes. 
this like, institution. Like, this is, like, the first penitentiary ever. Okay. So it's, like, the word penitentiary was made when this penitentiary opened, if that makes any sense. Yes, yeah, it does. It makes sense. Basically, I'm saying it was the first of its kind. It was revolutionary. So this theory that um, criminals are criminals because of their environment and that when they're put in solitude, they'll be regretful and penitent, that whole theory uh, was called the Pennsylvania system. Oh. And it's interesting because most people in those days um, believed in the New York system, which is ba- basically where they would just put everyone in a big prison and they could interact and stuff. Okay. In the about 150 years of the prison being open, about 75,000 inmates passed through Eastern State. Oh. So lots and lots of people. Holy cow. Especially when you find out how many people it was supposed to originally house. Like, oh, it's no. a huge number. Is yep. there like a ton of overcrowding? Of course there is. Oh, no. So. Wait, how does that work? Because they were supposed to be alone. I know. But you'll see. I mean, they, they, they go farther and farther from the whole original idea of it. Okay. And eventually they're not even going to be isolated. Okay. So let's get into the building itself because that's like a huge part of this. Right. The building itself was described as an architectural wonder because it had running water and central heat before most places had that. Even the White House. Like, this penitentiary had central heat and running water before the White House. That is wild. It is. And people would come to visit it. Like, it would attract people from other countries, from inside the country. Like, it was a big place for people to come and, like, marvel at. I understand why. Because from the outside, it kind of looks like a castle. It definitely has, like, a medieval castle feel from the outside. Eastern State was one of the most expensive buildings in the country when it was first built, and its design inspired many copycats in the years to come. Hmm. In fact, its floor plan and system of solitary confinement became the model for over 300 prisons worldwide. Oh my god! So yeah, so this was the first of its kind, but it would not be the last. Okay. So we're going to go back to 1776. Q Hamilton. The Walnut Street Jail is the hot new jail accepting prisoners in Philadelphia. It was a hot new jail. (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. It was created in order to fix prison overcrowding and the horrible conditions that were at Philadelphia's Old Stone Jail. Okay. So this is sort of like the the new place to be for prisoners. The hip new spot. Exactly. So fast forward 11 years and the conditions and overcrowding are now just as bad at the Walnut Street Jail. So the hot new jail has become the... The rundown. Yep, old jail. So the first prison reform group in history is formed in Philadelphia around this time. And at the time it was called the Philadelphia Society for Alleviating Miseries of Public Prisons. Jesus Christ. They That's leave a no, long name. They leave no question as to what they do. Clearly. But it's actually still around, and now it's known as the Pennsylvania Prison Society. Hmm. So we've got the Walnut Street Jail getting overcrowded. We've got a prison reform group coming in and sort of like taking notice. Things are going to happen. So in 1790, there are 16 cells that are built inside the Walnut Street Jail. And these cells are collectively known as the Penitentiary House. These cells start to begin with day and night solitary confinement. So... It's sort of like they're easing into the idea of penitentiaries and solitary confinement without making an entire building for it. Okay. So inside the, the Walnut Street Jail, there's almost like a mini penitentiary. Nice, I guess. Yeah. So fast forward about 30 years. It's 1821, and after years and years of lobbying, the Philadelphia Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons has a huge breakthrough. The Pennsylvania legislature approves funding to build the Eastern State Penitentiary, and this new prison will be massive, and it's going to hold 250 inmates, which doesn't sound like a ton, but... No, that that sounds smaller. But when you think about the fact that each person is going to have their own cell... Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Okay, yeah. So it's 1821. Finally, this act is passed where they're going to build the Eastern State Penitentiary, so... It should be a very exciting new time on the horizon. I'd be excited if I was a prisoner too at Walnut, Walnut Street. <laughs> I'd be thrilled I'd be if like, I was thank a prisoner. God they're getting me out of here. I know, like a, a new a hot new a hot new jail to go to. <laughs> the hot new bombshell on the block. On the exactly. A new bombshell has entered the villa. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. <laughs> so four architects submit their design for the new prison. It's like a contest of sorts. 
and British architect John Haviland wins because he has, I guess, the best design, and he's given a prize of $100, which probably for the time was a lot. Okay. Right? But but considering the amount of time that it would take to design an entire prison. Yeah. They're like, here's a hundred bucks. I think I'd want a little bit more compensation for my time. Yeah, like that is like a Trader Joe's run. Like that's not <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> so interest. So this guy, John Haviland, wins, right? And so he's they're gonna use his design for the Eastern State Penitentiary. Interestingly, one of the losing architects named William Strickland is asked to oversee the construction of the building, even though it's not his design. He was, I, I, it kind of seems like a consolation prize, right? Yeah, yeah, right? a little bit. So less than a year later, William Strickland, who was hired to oversee the construction, is fired. Ooh. And then the original architect, Haviland, takes his place. Okay. Which I'm like, why didn't they just let the architect build his own yeah, building in the first place? Oversee the construction in the first place. That's yeah. weird. I'm like, I don't know if there was some sort of nepotism, favoritism going on, but Perhaps. Haviland is our main guy, and he's the one who's to to thank or to blame, however you want to look at it, for this building. <laughs> so he's the responsible. Yes. Okay. So the building is unique because it's designed like a wheel. There's a center core, and there were seven cell blocks coming out from the core. When it was first built, there were, gotcha. first, there were seven cell blocks. Obviously, there's going to be more coming later. Right. And the whole thing was surrounded by a wall. So it sort of looks like a rectangular wheel. Would you say that sounds correct? Yes. Okay. That, yeah. Yes, that makes sense. So like it looks like a wheel, but instead of being... A circle, it's like a, a rectangle. rectangle. Yeah, so yes. hopefully that makes sense. We'll post pictures if yeah. you can't picture we'll, it. We'll post an aerial view of it. Yes. So April 1829... We're getting closer to the opening because we know that it's going to open later in 1829. But in April, legislation is passed that allows for solitary confinement, like it's legalized, if you will. And plans are finalized to prohibit any contact between inmates at Eastern State. So we've got a check mark on solitary confinement being allowed. And also we've got a check mark on not allowing prisoners to have any contact while they're at the jail. That's... Solitary confinement scares me. Yes. It, it scares me what it does to the mind. I know. But anyway, that's probably the best option for, you know, criminals. But, uh, th- well, we'll, we'll discuss, but like, I feel like a lot of these criminals, like, really didn't even, the things that they did were, like, not nearly I, as bad as, like, the pu- the punishment was way worse than the crime. I've heard a couple of, like, the inmates there really, they really didn't do a whole lot. I know. So. They didn't, do, they didn't deserve this kind of unfair but so in order to ensure absolute solitary confinement masks were made to keep prisoners from communicating when they would occasionally have to take a trip outside their cell and whatever you're picturing for these masks that they would put on their heads like it's a million times worse it was like it was like a bag with like it's just creepy it almost looks like a scarecrow like they had these creepy mask things on and so you could not see another person. If someone was being brought out, like, they didn't want you to know who the other person was. Like, yeah. They didn't want any camaraderie or any companionship whatsoever. Okay. So, going they're, off they're of... for business, not to make friends. Exactly. And going off of that, each cell had its own little exercise yard so that the Cute. prisoners did not have to interact outside. And each cell had a little feed door for guards to drop food off so they didn't have to interact with prisoners. So when we're saying solitary confinement, like, I cannot stress enough, like, you did not interact with other people whatsoever. I remember them saying one thing on the tour, and I don't know if you were going to mention this, but I remember them saying that the guards at Eastern State Penitentiary would wear their socks over their boots so that the inmates couldn't hear them walking up and down the halls. I did not know that. So that they wouldn't even have the comfort of knowing that someone was there. This is like a mind game. That is so How do you even think messed of, up? How do it's they even so think to do that? I don't know. It's really sad. So all of this ends up leading to October 25th, 1829. We're honestly almost at the exact... I mean, it's almost October 25th, so... We're almost at the anniversary. Yes, so 
happy anniversary, Eastern State. <laughs> anyway, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary opens for the very first time. Its first inmate is named Charles Williams. He, and this is an example of someone who the punishment does not fit the crime. Charles Williams? Yes. Yeah, so, quote, this is what it said about him. Quote, Charles Williams, prisoner number one, burglar, five feet, seven inches tall, scar on nose, scar on thigh, farmer by trade, can read. Theft included one $20 watch, one $3 gold seal, and one gold key. Sentenced to two years confinement with labor. Received by Samuel R. Wood, first warden, Eastern State Penitentiary. Is that not a little bit excessive? I think... Okay. Knowing what I know about when, what went on yeah. within the walls of Eastern State Penitentiary, I'm saying no, that he did not deserve it. But if they were like, hey, maybe we should try solitary confinement to... Repent to get these people to, to get repent. these people to yeah. repent. Maybe them starting off, quote unquote, soft with like a burglar instead of maybe like a mass murderer. You're probably right. Yeah, they're it's, starting with like the people with lesser crimes. Exactly. Maybe that's smart. And to maybe see if it like, works. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want the anyone who was violent previously to get more violent. Yeah. You're right. Actually, I didn't think about it like that, but that makes sense. And honestly, like it's. I know we look back at it now and we're like, oh my god, like all this stuff was so cruel. But like, when this first opened at the time, it was like innovative. It was like, oh wow, look at like it was amazing opportunity that we're giving to people to reform their lives. You know? Yeah. So it's like we're looking back on it because obviously now we're like hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So, like I said, they had those masks that were fabricated. Literally terrifying. They had, <laughs> they had the feed doors. Like you said, they would, couldn't even hear the guards coming. They were completely God. alone. So things, they don't stay, things don't stay on track for long. Okay. okay? By the time the cell block three was completed in 1831, the prison was already well over capacity. So all subsequent cell blocks that were, built had two floors so it started all the cell blocks were supposed to just be one one floor okay but as soon as they got to cell block three and that was completed they were like oh shoot like we have way too many people in here let's make each cell block uh two stories yeah two stories i was gonna say double story and i was like that's (laughs) not correct yeah let's let's make each two stories so and we'll see later then they're gonna start to make them three stories so god it was like they, they got ahead of themselves. Then also in that same year, 1831, the same free, the first female prisoner is received. Ooh. And so, yeah, so we're getting, we're getting some diversity in here. Um, Did they house them in the same, her in the same cell block as? That's a really good question. I believe they did not. Okay, um, so I, she... I think that they kept them very, very separate. Okay, good. Cool. So the very first escape happened in 1832. Ooh. So just a year after you know, cell block three was completed. Um, the inmate who escaped lowered himself from the roof of the front building. I don't know how he got on the roof, but he just like slowly lowered himself from the roof to the ground. And he was eventually captured, but was able to escape the exact same way five years later. (laughs) (laughs) So like, Honestly, props to him. Like, if you believe it, you can achieve it. If you're not going to monitor and maybe have a little flag on this prisoner that says, he escaped by trying to... Flight risk. Yeah. Climb off the roof. Maybe don't let him get on the roof again. Yes. And I also, like, how did he even get up on the roof in the first place? Like, I don't know. I I don't know. If at first you don't succeed, try 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 again. again. So, this king gets out, whatever. Um... Then in 1834, things continue to just not not look so great. Uh, there's an investigation into the prison's finances, punishment practices, and deviations from the Pennsylvania system of confinement. So people are starting to see that this whole like solitary confinement theory is maybe not working as well when it's actually hmm. applied in real I life. I wonder why. And it's only going to get worse from here. Um, I'm not shocked. Yeah. It just keeps slipping farther and farther away from the original purpose of the penitentiary. Gotcha. For example, in 1877, so we're fast forwarding a couple years, 
Uh, four new cell blocks are constructed in the space between the existing blocks. So now there are, there's really barely any room left to be making more cell blocks, but they're still doing it. Which Boy. means that these cell blocks are going to be much smaller. They have no exercise yards attached. Oof. Which means that prisoners won't have anywhere to get fresh air or stretch out, really. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm sure that maybe they they had them get out somehow. Maybe. But, like, they did, they couldn't just, like, go out for their hour every day because they didn't have their own, their own little brutal. area of land. I know. Um, then, 34 years later, in... 1911 cell block 12 is completed and it's drastically different in a bad way from all the blocks that came before it it consists of three floors so this is a tall ass cell block (laughs) um and each floor has 40 cells each there's no arch ceilings no skylight which was kind of like a selling point like oh like there's gonna be a skylight like they can see the sky not here no arch ceiling no skylight just a tiny little narrow window do you know what they called the skylight was it like god's god's like what was it god's view you're so close it's called the eye of god yes yes see god's always watching that's probably what they wanted to that's oh that's absolutely so this one does not have the eye of god or anything like that these ones are like bare bones apparently um the inmates were the ones who had to, like, construct this, too. Oh, God. I know. So it was just, like, a lot. It's just sketchy. That's a lot. Um, in 1913, the whole Pennsylvania system of solitary confinement is just fully abandoned. They're like, never mind. Haha, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Even though they really haven't been following it closely in okay. the past few decades. But it's, like, officially abandoned. They're, like, officially, like, we're done in 1913. Okay. In 1924... Inmates all eat together in the dining hall for the first time, which is a huge deal because they have been so gung-ho about this solitary confinement for, like, so many decades, and now they're just like, screw it, everyone's eating together in a giant cafeteria. Exactly, so they kind of go, they're just like, you know what, forget all that. How about a social club or two? Exactly, so things are obviously no longer going to be how they once were supposed to be. Clearly. Um, and also that same year in 1924, Pep the dog is sentenced to life. Pep the dog! But My more on that later. I'm saving being. that king. So that's more on that later. We'll talk about that later. But um, in 1926, cell block 14 is built, which is like, there were supposed to be seven. Now we've got 14 cell blocks. Up. Yes, it's got the three-story cell block style again. And the penitentiary, okay, so remember, it was only supposed to hold 250 people. Guess how many people it is holding at this point. Uh, do I even want to know? No. Okay. But you have to guess. Uh, 250, uh, like 700. 1,700. Oh my god! Though, granted, obviously, like, there are lots more cell blocks and stuff, but I mean, they're not all, they're, they're not great cell blocks. Like, Bro. they're not, they don't have a lot of room. They're, that's so many extra people. Oh. So, not a great time. No, that skeezes me. Well, in 1933, prisoners are starting to get a little peeved. They set fires in their cells and they riot because there's overcrowding and insufficient recreational facilities, they said. Hmm. I know, which I'm like, that's like a weird hill to die on. Be glad that you have (laughs) recreational facilities because the brothers that came before you had... Nothing! They... Had to wear bags on their heads when they walked (laughs) through the hallway. Like, sorry the pool table isn't up to your (laughs) (laughs) standards. But at least they had central heating. Yeah, yeah, and and running running water. water. Like, kind of bougie if you ask me. Uh, And then another riot happens just a year later in 1934... And this time it was over low wages. Which to that I say, you're in jail. Um, wait, wait, wait. The inmates are rioting over low wages? Yes. Okay. I know, okay. I was like, I, am I missing something here? Like, I thought they were in jail. They couldn't buy enough chips and soda at the commissary. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like, I mean, uh, anyway. So, lots of riots going on. Um, 1945, shocker, things continue to go downhill. <laughs> Uh, this is the year of the infamous tunnel escape, which is literally yes. the funniest thing I have ever heard in my life. It, this, I literally was like, as I was reading this, I had like tears in my eyes. It is so freaking funny. 
So, the tunnel escape in 1945. There are 12 inmates, all men, and they make this plan to escape through a tunnel. And you know what? They do it. So I'm going to tell you how it happened. Okay. To make the tunnel, the prisoners would work in 30-minute shifts in pairs of two. Okay. So, like, two men would go and, like, be digging while the other ones, I don't know, kept lookout or something in 30-minute shifts over and over again. Where were they digging the hole out of? They were digging in the wall of one of the cells, sort of, like, in the corner of one of the cells. Okay. So they dug a 31-inch opening through the wall of cell 68. Okay. And this was... This was not done overnight. This was painstaking work. Uh, they used spoons and flattened cans. <laughs> sort of like a shovel. I guess they tried to use a flattened can as a shovel. A little rudimentary, but I guess those low wages couldn't buy a shovel. I know, right? Exactly. And then, so they dug that 31-inch opening, and then from there, they dug 12 feet into the ground and 100 feet out beyond the prison walls. D- go off yes this it's giving shawshank redemption yes i'm i'm sure there was some i'm sure shawshank redemption took some i would think so some inspo from this well another stephen king novel took inspiration from this prison which one the green mile oh which i'll i'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later oh i'm interested that inspired this I'm prison intrigued. inspired the green mile so, again, keep in mind, spoons and flattened cans. All the dirt that they dug up, because obviously they were digging up dirt as yeah. they went into the ground, they would put the dirt in their pockets and then scatter it in the yard when they had time outside. Okay, yes. Yeah, so so this, as, was, this definitely inspired Shawshank. So the tunnel was somehow not noticed during guard inspections, whether that was because of the genius of these men or like the stupidity of the guards. <laughs> Who's to say? And um, they actually had created a fake panel that matched the plaster of the wall to the cell that would cover up the hole, and they put a little trash can in front of it. So, like, you couldn't tell that there was anything out of place. That's literally so smart. It is. And, again, remember, 12 feet down and then 100 feet beyond prison walls, like... That's ridiculous. If I was watching a movie where this happened, I would be like, that's that's stupid that's unrealistic like yeah. everyone knows that but it just literally happens in real life but okay so 12 feet is deeper than the average swimming pool like the yes. deep end of the average swimming yes. pool and then 100 feet is a third of a football field it's like one and a half school buses i just don't understand how they that's wild didn't get caught and also i was reading i don't have anything like written down about this so I don't want to, like, give any false information, but it was something along the lines of, like, they had, like, advanced stuff down there, like, to make sure that, like, no noxious fumes got into the tunnel and stuff like that. It was, like, legit. Wow. I know. I know. And especially back when, like, there wasn't really a ton of, like, technological advances. I don't know. It was just crazy. So, like I said, there were 12 escapees. The most infamous among them was, for sure, Mr. Willie Sutton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might also know Willie by one of his nicknames, such as Slick Willie, The Gentleman Bandit, Slick Willie, Willie the Actor, <laughs> and The Babe Ruth of Bank Robbers. I'm yeah. assuming <laughs> yeah. he came all up with all of these for himself. Kind of like a BTK situation. Yes. Slick, I like Slick Willie. <laughs> Slick Willie. Oh I'm sorry. Why would you ever? No, because there's no way he would choose to go by Slick Willie. The Babe Ruth of Bank Robbers. <laughs> well, that's kind of like fire, but Slick Willie. The like... Gentleman Bandit. I know, Slick Willie's like, no. Yeah. Willie the actor. Like, choose a lane and go with it. You can't have like 12 different nicknames. So he was originally sent to Eastern State Penitentiary after a machine gun robbery of a bank in Philly. So that's why Slick Willie was in the slammer. Slick Willie. And Willie takes full credit for the escape, although it's more likely that the real mastermind behind it was actually an inmate named Clarence Kleendist. And he was a plasterer, a stonemason, a mason. I guess a stonemason and a mason are two different things. I guess so. I have no idea. A burglar and a forger. So he was, I think, the one that really did the majority of the work on this. You know what's really weird? What? 
I went through a phase where I was obsessed with the like infamous escape from Alcatraz. I remember this phase. And one of the guys that escaped from there, his name was Clarence too. And they had that sort of like the same exact thing where they would like they made the panel that fit over their cell wall. What year was um that escape? I want to say 62. That's a good point. I'm actually wondering if the guys from Alcatraz heard about the Eastern State Penitentiary foiled plan and sort of used that as inspiration. Maybe. Because there was like a 20 year difference in between them. Yeah. Word probably got around. Would not surprise me. People so, gossip in the prison world. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's a small world. Small, <laughs> tight community. So on the morning of April 3rd, 1945, the 12 prisoners decide today's the day and they sneak their way into cell 68 on their way to breakfast. In Slick Willie's autobiography called Where the Money Was, he recalls, quote, one by one, the men lowered themselves to the tunnel and on hands and knees crept the 120 feet to its end. The remaining two feet of earth were scraped away and men rumbled from the hole to scurry in all directions. I leapt from the hole, began to run, and came face to face with two policemen. They stood for a moment, paralyzed with amazement. I was soaking wet and my face was covered with mud. Put your hands up or I'll shoot. One of them recovered more quickly than the other. Go ahead, shoot, I snarled at them. And at that moment, I honestly hoped he would. Then I wheeled and began to run. He emptied his gun at me, but I wasn't hit. None of the bullets hit me, but they did make me swerve. And in swerving, I tripped, fell, and they had me. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, all, like imagine so the, months, close. the months of planning, and they literally get through. Oh. What? Okay, first of all, this man is obviously a narcissist. Obviously. In the course. way that he yes. writes this. Second of all, you're going to call yourself the mastermind of the plan and get caught within three minutes, actually, is the exact amount of time. <laughs> Other guys lasted hours or days or months. Everyone eventually got caught. Spoiler alert. But he got caught after three minutes. Like, imagine coming out of that hole, looking up, and there's a police officer right there. Oh, my God. Spending however long it took to build this tunnel. At least months. At least months. If not years. Yeah. So, I also thought it was funny how he was like, like he emptied his gun but he didn't hit me like bro you I'm like a fucking ninja yeah like he's like trying to flex and it's just like stop uh. stop sir um i also thought it was interesting how it said um the remaining two feet of earth were scraped away i feel like by that they meant like they like covered up the hole maybe probably which i thought was like terrifying i'm like imagine getting stuck in there oh right <gasps> i would be too claustrophobic to i think yeah. even try that i would be like i'm just gonna stay here with pip the dog Sorry, Pep the dog. Pep the dog. So, by the end of the day, half of the escapees had already been returned to the prison, and the rest were caught within a couple months. Tragic. Something sad that the guy that was, like, kind of the mastermind behind it all, uh, Clarence, he made it three hours before being recaptured, but the sad part is that he only had two years left of his sentence. Oh, no. And then for the escape they added on 10 years <gasps> so he ten years? if he had just waited it out waited yeah. it out he would have been out but now he was in it for those two years plus those 10 years yeah so. no like was it worth it just do the two extra years i know it's not worth it so like i said some people made it months some people made it hours really made it three minutes um and the first few that were captured were put in the klondikes which were the illegal solitary confinement cells that were secretly and like i said illegally built by guards below one of the cell blocks you couldn't stand or lie down in them so like you were kind of in this like weird limbo like you couldn't stand you couldn't lay so you just kind of had to like i guess awkwardly uncomfortably sit that's actually yeah, or like curl up into a ball. This is just one of those things where it's like the risk did not outweigh the reward. No, like, it didn't. Uh, I would have just waited out those two extra years. I know, and it's crazy because it's like I know that they're technically like they all broke the law at some point, but like I'm rooting for them because I'm like, oh my, like it's such an underdog story. That's I always back 
bringing this all the way back to Alcatraz again. Yeah. I was always rooting for them. I, like, I hope that they made it out. Because it's not like any of them were, like, murderers. Especially you know? a lot of them were just, like, bank robbers. Like, old-timey yeah. bank robbers. So, <laughs> you know. So, going back to that guy, Sutton. Slick Willie, as we like Slick to call him. Slick Willie. He was actually eventually tra- transferred to a different prison called Holmesburg Prison, which was known for being escape-proof. Oh. He then escaped. <laughs> and he managed to not be caught for six years. Okay. And he was eventually rearrested because someone recognized him on the Brooklyn subway from like a wanted poster. Just let him go. At I that know. Point. And he made it six years. I just thought it was so funny how the prison it reminded me of like how in Titanic they're like, it's an unsinkable ship. And then And they're like, it's an escape proof prison and then he escaped. Like <laughs> sli- honestly, they probably called him Slick Willie because he was able to like like sque- like squeeze his way out of like Probably. All these, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. probably where he got it from, now that I'm he thinking about slick. it. A little slick way. So, so we're going to speed things up a little bit more. Because for the rest of this, it's just kind of, like, continuing to go downhill. <laughs> in 1961, the largest riot in the prison's history occurs, which fuels discussion about closing the prison. It officially closes in 1970, and it was fully abandoned by the following year. In 1994, Eastern State Penitentiary opened for historic daily tours. Um, And it's kind of funny because when people would do the tours back then, like when it it first opened, they had to wear hard hats and sign waivers (laughs) because it was so decrepit. I know. But then um, as the 2000s like progressed, they like took away the need for like the hard hats and the waivers and stuff because like they made sure everything was safe. I I thought that was funny. And in 1996, the World Monument Fund included the Eastern State Penitentiary on its top 100 most endangered landmarks in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's not exactly a list that I think I'd want to be on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not on it now because now it's like very well taken care oh, of. Oh, yeah. It's very well maintained nowadays. Um, I have two quick little fun historical facts Ooh, to wrap it up. Hit me with it. So we know... You're going to be talking about this in a little bit, but we know Al Capone was the most famous prisoner here. Yes. He um, was actually arrested outside of the movie theater in Philly um, for carrying a concealed, unlicensed thirty-eight caliber revolver. And, yeah, which is, like, of all Come the on. bad things that he did, yeah. like, that's what he was arrested for. Weird, right? He was given the max sentence, which is one year in prison. And the court was obviously trying to make an example out of him. Like, oh, look at this gangster, mobster. Like, this is yeah. what happens. Like, so you better not do it. Like, look, your famous mobster oh, is going to jail. That's silly. Yeah, so they make this big show of sending him to prison. But then once Al actually got to the Eastern State Penitentiary, he was fancy living. He had fancy furnitures and rugs, beautiful paintings. He had a nice radio through which he would play waltz music. Like, I, I love his cell because everything else in this prison is like decrepit, miserable, decrepit. And man has oriental rugs, like, like fine like art. Like how? It's hilarious. This like polished wooden desk and like a radio. Like, come on. Imagine being one of the other prisoners. But I don't even think I'd say anything if I was close to him. Oh, I wouldn't I, say. You would get to listen to the radio. That's true. And also Al Capone. Like, yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm not messing like, with him. But I just thought that was so interesting. Like, some people didn't have it too bad. And also, my final little fun fact. In 1842, author Charles Dickens, a la A Christmas Carol, and what else did he write? Yeah, he also wrote Oliver Twist. Oliver, yes. And, um... Tale of Two Cities. I just thought of that one. Yes. Uh So, obviously, a very, very famous author. He visited the U.S. in 1842, and he was like, okay, I've got two things in my itinerary. Niagara Falls and Eastern State Penitentiary. (laughs) All the Interesting, right? Yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, And he later wrote of the visit, saying, quote, the system is rigid, strict, and hopeless, solitary confinement, and I believe it, in its effects, to be cruel and wrong. So he was, when he saw this place, he was like, nah, this is not the way to go. Like, solitary confinement is not going to make much of a difference. And he was right. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to talk about why I think this place is haunted. Because he's absolutely right. It was cruel and wrong. And a lot of the stuff that they did to the prisoners there is A recipe for disaster and hauntings. So... 
this prison is one of the most haunted prisons in the world and it's also on the top of like the most haunted places in the world not surprising no it's not horrible torture methods desolate conditions murder suicide rampant disease tuberculosis was huge there and obviously widespread insanity because if you're locked up in a room by yourself it addles the mind Absolutely. So here are some of the fun little torture methods that they used to use. I'm nervous. Oh, you should These are going to be brutal. They're horrible. So the first is the mad chair. And basically they would just bind the inmates to this chair. It would cut off their circulation for days at a time. And that would lead to limbs being amputated. Days at a time? Yep. They would starve them. They would sit in there just for Mm -hmm. days? And they would sit in their own waste because there was no toilet. They starved them and dehydrated them. So they deprived them of both food and water. So they're trying to starve them slash get their limbs to have no blood and then have to be amputated. Yep. Okay. That's horrible. Next one. Even worse. Iron gag. Inmates' hands are restrained, like, above and behind their head. Okay. And strapped to a collar made of iron that kind of inserted, like, a horse's bit into their (laughs) mouth. Hello. And any movement that they made would rip the tongue (gasps) and cut into the sides of the mouth. And if you've ever, like, bit your tongue or, like, bit the side of your mouth, you know that it, like... Hurts, like... No one's business. It does, but also, since there's so much, like, blood flow to your head, there's a lot of blood going, oh like, my god, into your mouth and, and whatnot. And so, like, people would die of blood loss. Oh, wow. Because they would rip their tongue and, like, obviously would never get a chance to heal. So, that's they, they were horrible. bleeding out. Yeah. Wait, this might be kind of a stupid question, but, like, with, like, the the horse chomper whatever that is the bit yeah like this is gonna sound so stupid but couldn't they like spit it out or no no i I think it's like attached to their mouth yeah it's like locked in that is absolutely horrible it's like it's like a almost like the hannibal lecter mask yes but like with a portion that goes inside your mouth wow so that is atrocious how do they even think of that i don't know So then there was the water bath in which Uh they dunked inmates in like a water bath to the point of like almost drowning them. And then they would bring them outside and strap them to the wall with chains in the middle of winter so that ice would form on their skin. Okay. And that's, they would get hypothermia. What? Whatever happened to the penitentiary part of this? I don't know. This place went, like you said, so downhill from the beginning. They used it as an excuse to torture people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Which is why this place is haunted beyond belief. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the Klondike cells, which, as you said, are the uh, illegal solitary confinement cells below the cell blocks. Yeah. So they called this the hole for obvious (laughs) obvious reasons. And they would put like rowdy prisoners down here for weeks at a time, days or weeks at a time. And, uh, there was no light or fresh air. There was no windows. It was literally a box. Okay. No exercise, no bathroom or any facilities, like no water, no running water. They had limited food, water, and air. Oh, and air. Yes. Some of them felt like they were suffocating Because this was underground, you're right. Mm -hmm. So when I just walked past this place, it was like not hard to believe that this is one of the most active areas in the prison. Oh, yeah. And it just, I don't know... If I was biased because I knew what happened down there, but it gave me a really weird feeling. Yeah. I, I like, ugh. You're like, something is not, ugh. You know something horrible happened oh, down absolutely. there. So, like you said, on January 8th, 1961, there was that huge riot at Eastern right. State Penitentiary, and a lot of people died, but I'm going to, like, go into a little bit of what happened. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. 
So there was a prisoner, John Klausenberg, and he was walking back to his cell with a guard, and the guard was, like, brand spanking new. Okay. Like, he had just been hired. And John is kind of, like, vibing with him, and he's like, hey, can we go by my friend's cell? Oh, no. And, like, can you just, like, let him out for a second? I what? have to, like, give him something or whatever. Immediately. So though. the guard does what John is asking, and the two of them overpower the guard and together free 800 other prisoners. 800? 800 other prisoners. Let's also remember that there was supposed to only be 200. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they all begin rioting. So oh, they no. light rooms on fire. They stole prescriptions from, like, the commissary. Oh, wow. They killed the guards and then took <gasps> their uniforms and put them on so that when eventually uh, the police guards and state troopers, like, stormed Eastern State Penitentiary and tried to, like, regain control, they had no idea who was a prisoner and who was a guard. That so is they terrifying. they locked them up together in the same cells. Until they could, like, identify. Imagine being an actual guard and being locked, locked up with all with the prisoners. prisoners. Yeah. I would just want them to think I was a prisoner, hopefully. Oh, me too. Uh, and, like, one of the scariest parts about this is they cut the phone lines. Into <gasps> the... This has all the makings of a horror movie. Yes, it does. But the goal of the riot was, uh, like, a distraction right. for escape attempt okay so they wanted to leave by one of the vehicles that was like in the garage of the penitentiary okay. but they got out to the garage and they were immediately caught by police classic but these prisoners were smart and armed themselves with meat cleavers <gasps> from the kitchen stop so none of the prisoners died one of them had a fractured skull but survived okay um but a, a lot of the guards were killed. Wow. So, very That's sad. horrible. I see why that was the last straw. Yes. Um, to bring you back up from that, uh, <laughs> when the prison closed in 1971, uh, the site obviously became a museum, but it was preserved, not restored. Okay. So it's like... It's still pretty dilapidated. Yes, it is. But it's safe to walk through, right. obviously. Um, so... It had been abandoned for several decades by the time that it became this museum. Right. So when they brought in, like, volunteers to clean it up, they discovered that there was a large population of feral cats living inside the penitentiary. And there was a man named Dan McLeod, and he would always, he would go in, like, three or four times a week and, like, feed this entire population of cats, right? That's so cute. Which is so cute. And then his wife, like was really into it too and a f- she passed away like a few days before their 50th wedding anniversary oh, and so one sad. of the last things that she said to him was did you feed the cats <gasps> it was just so sad i love them they're so I know, sweet they're so cute so when they when dan ended up passing there was <laughs> there was this art installation that was installed in the prison called the ghost cat art installation and it was like a sculpture like 30 something sculptures that paid homage to these feral cats that is so sweet isn't it cute do you know if they still have any of the feral cats walking around i don't think so yeah i feel it's a liability like tourists are gonna get scratched but but bringing it back now to another animal that haunts these prison grounds our boy my favorite ghost maybe of all time yeah probably of all time time. pep the dog so pep was arrested for for supposedly killing a cat the the it was the governor's wife's cat yes and arrested and charged with yes (laughs) imagine being like on in the jury like for this (laughs) i think it was more so to like raise morale in the prison it definitely was but but it's kind of hilarious. Still fun, nonetheless. So they say that Pep still haunts the prison um, and roams the, the cell blocks. That is, is the cutest cute. thing ever. I did not run into him while I was there, which I was very sad. But I did get a very delicious drink called Pep's Pumpkin Punch. And it was very delicious. yummy. And they have 
like a mugshot on the wall of one of the cell blocks. They got Pep to pose for yes, a mugshot. Like a real mugshot. Yes. It's the funniest thing ever. So you can look him up. bet your asses that's going to be on yeah. the Instagram. Uh, so let's talk about some of the most haunted areas of the prison. We'll start with cell block four. And this is probably the most haunted cell block. Okay. So visitors report seeing disembodied faces in the cells, oh. which is extremely scary because you really can't see inside the cells because they're so dark. Right. Because like, if there was you're no there, light. yeah, if you're there at night, there's no light and there's no God's skylight. God's eye yeah. is not letting in. So seeing just a face, that's scarier. Horrifying. That is scarier than just seeing any other body part. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um. They hear voices murmuring behind them, but no one's there. Okay. And then there's a very famous story about a locksmith named Gary Johnson who went into cell block four, and he was trying to remove a 140-year-old lock from one of the doors. Oh, wow. And as soon as he got it to open, he felt restrained, and he wasn't able to move, like, at all. And suddenly, all around him he felt or he saw this like tornado of pained disembodied faces of inmates screaming and like calling to him and then a single inmate emerged and like called him by name okay and he just described it as quote the release of years of negative energy wow and by unlocking that lock yes i wonder what year this was um i think it was like in the 90s okay so it was like recent yeah okay it was after, oh, a 140-year-old lock, so I guess it was... Had to have been. Yeah, this, yeah like, the, 90s. the 90s. Um, so that's wow. freaky as shit. Uh, cell block six is home to shadow figures and strange, like, disembodied noises. Okay. Uh, the rattling of the bars and screaming in hallways. There's disembodied voices, and they start to get, like, a little bit louder. Like, they're not just murmurs now. Okay. Um, Terrifying. So cell blocks 12 is different now moving into that one. Like you said, there's changes in the architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is where it really starts like ramping up. There's blood curdling laughs and <gasps> screams. Okay. And this, I think I have a theory here. Okay. So cell block four and six, right? Yeah. They were like mostly solitary, like in the very beginning, like they were like solitary. Okay. Because they were part of the original seven. Right. Cell block 12 was when it started to like let go of that solitary a little bit. So this cell block was used for group classes and like work and people used to get like their GEDs and then eventually they formed like sports teams. Okay. So I kind of think that like a less dark interpretation of like laughs and yells could have been like the prisoners like finally being able to interact with i actually like that a lot that makes the blood curdling laughs a lot less scary yeah because they're like oh having fun together yeah they're playing football or whatever yeah it's kind of sweet actually exactly so then they have numerous watchtowers and people say that you can still see like guards who died in the riot patrolling wow okay which is kind of freaky yeah and then obviously now going to alcone's cell like we said (laughs) very bougie but al capone while he was here was haunted by a particular ghost and that was that of jimmy clark who was a mob boss that capone had killed in the saint valentine's day massacre which was basically like the final culmination of a gang war between capone and another like irish uh north side chicago gang leader bugs moran okay so four men of capone's gang dressed as police officers and executed seven members of moran's gang and one of them was Jimmy Clark. One of them was Jimmy Clark. So Jimmy followed him to this prison. And followed him for the rest of his life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So very wow. scary. But, like, people who were next to him in the cells would report hearing him scream all night, like, Jimmy, get out, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. Wow, that kind of ruins Al Capone's reputation I a know. little bit. A little, like, not as, he, he got, he got his he justice got, yeah. given to him by a ghost. Wow. But, you know, the ghost named Jimmy, nonetheless. Jimmy! Get out. Get out, Jimmy. So, 
now for the reason that I was at Eastern State Penitentiary yes, this past weekend. Um, we went there to celebrate my friend's birthday by doing a very special spooky season event that they have called Halloween Nights, which was previously known as Terror Behind the Walls. Yeah, why did they change it to Halloween Nights? I think it changed during the pandemic. I think it's a okay. different company that runs it. Okay. But have come up with a better... <laughs> Halloween Nights. Halloween Nights. It's Halloween. It's at night. You're right. What Actually, else? What else? What do else could you ask for? Um, so you can go there and you can take historical tours. There's an audio tour that's like self-led that's uh, narrated by Steve Buscemi. I, is that the one though? I'm sure that's the one. I think it is. That's so funny. But at night, they transform it into basically like a giant haunted house, and it, they what? actually do haunted houses in the cell blocks. That is so fun. Which is so neat. So they have themed bars and performances, like, uh, what do you call them when, like, everyone drops everything and, like, does a... Flash mob? Yes. Those are my worst fear. (laughs) I never want to get stuck in a flash mob. They do. Well, you could tell who's in it because they're all dressed as skeletons. Okay. They have have spooky s'mores and ghost stories. What makes the s'mores spooky? Uh, that you're roasting them in a haunted, haunted prison, prison. <laughs> where thousands of people died got it photo ops and then five different haunted houses okay so i'm gonna give you a little review of each of <gasps> okay let's go so let's start out i'll give you the order that we went through okay so we started out with one called big top terror which is oh, clowns can you guess clowns circus carnival. performers like contortionists okay very scary it was kind of a good one to like ease you in because i would say it's not as scary as some of the other yeah houses. it's like performers yeah cool stuff there were they got me a few times with the jump scares though oh, they no. really did uh the next one that we went through was called delirium Ooh. and that one was really trippy so okay. you put on like 3d glasses and you go through like i like a neon it's like everything's neon and there's like spray paint on the wall like a black light type of thing yes okay and it kind of looks like at one point you're going through like uh like a infected city which i was kind of like Ooh. read the room after covid yeah seriously like, i don't want to have to <laughs> there's like toxic waste everywhere like giant spiders Ooh. and the performers like blend in with the wall and when you oh. have the 3d oh. glasses on you can't see them at all so they'll come out and they'll like grab you oh and another fun part of this like halloween nights experience is that if you are a little bit of a thrill seeker yeah, such as yourself yes you can choose to put on a glow stick necklace and that gives performers the ability the permission if you will to mess with you and like <laughs> grab you and pull you away from your group and send you down like a separate experience which it's, is like pretty neat it's basically just saying like hey like i'm fair game if you exactly. want to do something crazy that's exactly what it is and so, you made your whole group wear that oh right? yeah yes. absolutely we were not about to have any like scared cats. cats in our group um so that was really fun the delirium one sounds fun but like Going on that after having a drink would be, like, the most terrifying experience. No, because they had one of those things that's, like, the bridge and then the spinny walls around it. I love those, yes. And I actually, like, thought I was moving. I was so disoriented when I got out of that house that I was, like... Like, wait, where am I? Like, where am I? My eyes playing tricks on me. Like, I don't know. It It was very disconcerting. So then the next one we went into was the machine shop. And I had done Terror Behind the Walls, so I remembered this one. Machine shop is terrifying. It's basically like Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets mechanic shop. So there's I don't like that combo. There's people like running around with like saws and uh some guy chased us with a chainsaw, Terrifying. which was really bad. The last time I had done, I did terror at the walls. That same guy chased me like out into this courtyard, and I ran straight into a cement wall, <gasps> which was he's got a steady job. He's I there mean, like, year it's after year, funny, yeah, targeting you specifically. Because <laughs> oh, this bitch again. She's back. <laughs> 
I that's like the one thing that really gets me is chainsaws. Yeah, like I really because I they keep everything them. on there besides like the actual, the actual like chain. yeah. So it, like it sounds, it's, it smells, it feels, and like, he does this little bit where he like sparks it on the concrete ground. No, thank you. It's like it's very scary. Very, it's very scary. scary. And then there's like uh, obviously fake, but like disem disemboweled pigs like hanging from the Ooh, thing which I is why it's like giving that. yeah i know just texas, giving chainsaw. texas chainsaw so that was that one is scary that one really got me yeah then yeah. the next one we did was uh called the crypt and this one has arguably like the worst jump scare what was I, don't, I feel like i didn't hear about the crypt yet so the crypt is the one where it has a very like unique entrance to okay. it. Okay. And it's basically they send you in one or two at a time and it's a school bus oh, right. and you enter through the front of the school bus and you exit through the back. But inside the bus is completely black like they've blacked out all the windows and they only have a singular strobe light. Oh, strobe lights are so disorienting. No. So you can barely see where first of all where you're going. Yeah. And then you can make out shapes in the seats. Okay. And some of them are mannequins and some of them are not. And you can't tell which is which. So Ugh. you'll just be walking, minding your own business. And then all of a sudden you'll get grabbed by one of the things that you thought was a mannequin. That is terrifying. Oh, it's very scary. Oh, wow. Very, very wow. scary. Wow. But the last one that we did was my favorite. And... It's called Nightmares, and it's based off of, like, classic fears that people have. Okay, I like that. So, they had a room with a dentist, and like I said, I was wearing the necklace. So, (laughs) the dentist pulled me into the chair, and I was kind of, like, laughing because I was like, I don't think he's going to do anything. So, I was like, eh, like, you know, (laughs) the dentist. "Ah, yeah. Yeah, stick your tongue out. And the man stuck the tool into my mouth and hit my tooth with it. And he was like, I bet you didn't think I was going to do that. And I was like, you are sure as hell right. I did not think you were going to do that. I did not think that was in the contract, sir. But okay. Then there was another room in there, which was like the coolest room out of any of them. And I don't know how they did it. I guess they had a fog machine on the floor. Okay. And then they had like a laser going across it. Uh Uh-huh. And the way the fog looked, it looked like water. And it was like a jungle room. Like it looked like you were in the jungle. And the performers were beneath the fog. And they would like reach up and like, or like reach below and grab your foot. Or like reach up with like a snake or like an alligator or something like looking like that. That's crazy. You said there was a TikTok of this one, right? Yes. I saw something like very similar to it on TikTok, which I was like, this is so neat. That's so cool. Then there was like dolls and like, you know, whatever else. But the other classic fears. Whew, I was I was sweating by the end of those five houses. If you had a nightmare room in the house, what would yours what would your nightmare be? That's a really good question. Very you already funny. know my answer for this. I do. It would be Let's a Jersey it. Devil themed room. Either that or I'd want to do like if I was in charge of designing it. I would do like a Jaws themed room where you would have like the same sort of effect with like the lasers and the fog, but you'd have like shark fins like going That would be awesome. That would and be especially because a lot of people, that is like their biggest fear. Oh, yeah. Sharks. Sharks are. Th- Slash blood. Yeah. It could be like a gory shark Ugh. world. But fun. that was my experience at Halloween Nights. I highly recommend going. It was so, so fun. Um,. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I have like two little fun facts about Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, I'm ready to hear them. Okay, let's hear them. So Green Mile, like I said, was inspired by Eastern State Penitentiary because the floors were painted green. Oh! Yeah, which is kind of neat. Um, And also because of like all the stuff that happened there. Okay. The the penitentiary. Do you know the plot of of Green Mile? Not at all, no. It's about a man who is wrongfully convicted of sexual assault and murder of these two little girls. And they, uh, it's, it's the Green Mile is the death row on the Oh, okay. And I don't want to like spoil anything, but like. I'm not gonna He's watch got it. some supernatural powers. Okay, okay. Pretty, it's pretty neat. Interesting. And then also, I thought it was fun. There were movies filmed at Eastern State Penitentiary. One of wow. them was called Twelve Monkeys, and it stars Brad Pitt. 
Okay. And then one of the Transformers movies was also filmed, part of it, in Eastern State Penitentiary. Why? I don't know. What part of the plot? I have no idea. Were they keeping, like, Optimus Prime in, like, a... In a cell. <laughs> solitary confinement. In solitary party. confinement? Like, what is this? I don't know. I've never seen any of the Transformers movies. So. Yeah, I don't think I have either that I can think of. That doesn't seem like the type of thing I would when watch. When I first read it, I thought it said Terminator. Like, that... the Terminator movies. And I was like, what? Like, in, <laughs> what in what part of the plot? But, I mean, I'm not surprised that it's been used in movies because it is such, like, a cinematic-looking place. it's such a sinister-looking yes. place. It can fit into whatever you want the plot to be. Oh, yeah. But that, I think, is it for the Eastern State Penitentiary. This one was really fun to do. The, the history of this place is crazy. Like It's wild. This is an example of, like, fact being like crazier than fiction oh absolutely right yeah. like this the, from the escapes to like the torture methods to the different people that were there it's just like what and a history now, and now it's a museum and haunted house yes. occasionally that's wild it's like, cool that's crazy this is one of my favorite like this is like one of the places out of all the places we've discussed that i'm like i would totally go here again and again i would i was just there i would go back again yeah in a heartbeat it was really great. But I, I thoroughly enjoy the Eastern State Penitentiary. I think everyone who works there is awesome. super passionate and yeah. awesome at keeping this place up and running. So credit to them. And if you are ever in the Philadelphia area, make sure you pay it a visit. Because yes. it's absolutely worth it. Definitely. If you go to Halloween time, Halloween nights is phenomenal. Very fun. So I still can't get over the fact that they call it Halloween nights. Halloween nights. Very fun. Get yourself a Pep's pumpkin punch and tell them MK said. (laughs) 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 Alright, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Have a good one. And we will be back soon with another East Coast Haunt. And we have some big news coming. So strap in. Keep an eye out for that yes. coming soon. We're both really, really excited. But uh, I'm going to have to leave you on a cliffhanger. Yeah, leave him now. on a cliffhanger. Leave him wondering. Leave so him until wondering. then, follow our Instagram at east.coast.haunts. Send us a Gmail at east. Send us a Gmail. <laughs> send us a Gmail at east.coast.haunts at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Visit our website. Sign up for our mailing list. Donate to our Patreon. Whatever like you want to do. Like our three lovely people in the beginning of this episode. Woo-hoo. Whatever you feel so inclined to do. But enjoy yourself. And we'll talk to you guys next time. We're just two ghouls. Creeping, creeping it real. real. Bye. Bye, guys.